Previously, on Oh These, Those Stars of Space. That's interesting. It appears this is a photo of Calcistus all by himself. He's at a sentientanium mine, and it appears he's holding a, a chunk of it rather proudly. Well, that's strange. I'm made of sentientanium. Wait, that's the rare mineral that makes you unique and gives you your special abilities? No way! And he takes the drop cloth off, and underneath we see another thread count with its head <laughs> open, its chest cavity splayed, electric parts, uh, 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 dusty. I know that there's a drop cloth on it, but the dust got inside the drop cloth and the parts are dusty and it sits there unactivated, unused for who knows how long. You're not the man for this part. It's all about thread count, thread count 900. The father you never knew you had, the brother you never knew was just sitting here. We see where you're staring, and on the back of the uh, the robot that was under the uh, drop cloth, where the nameplate is, mm-hmm. uh, it, you know, it says like on you, it just says TC nine hundred, but on the back of this one, it says TC nine hundred. But in front of it has been scrawled the word Scion. Space. What endless mystery. Look at it. Wow. Who do dare uncover its secrets? The brave crew of the starship Cavalier do dare to scout the heavens, to see some moons, to take a dangerous galaxy trip. This is the true story of them that voyage among, oh, these, those stars of space. Tonight's episode is Mothers and Brothers, starring... Christopher Hastings as Thread Count 900. Branson Reese as Liberty Balboa. Tim Platt as Marvin Blonde. Taylor Moore as Scion. And Joe Lepore as everything and everyone else. Chief's log, space date 40807.7. It has been almost two weeks since we discovered another android left powered down on the Cavalier's battle bridge by our deceased Captain Sisters. By all indications, it appears this android, named Scion, is something of a sibling to me. We both appear to be standard TC900 robots. But like myself, Scion has apparently been modified with extensive amounts of the rare alloy, Sentientanium. The true nature and purpose of these modifications remains a mystery that Captain Sisters took to his grave. Perhaps Scion can shed some light, if I can ever figure out how to power them on.
we open in the Cavalier's Robotics Lab, down on Deck 19. The mysterious robot Scion TC hangs, lifeless, in the middle of the space, suspended by a huge mass of wires connected to access points all over his body. Chris, what else do we see? You see a retrofitted food printer set up, creating what appears to be a gigantic light switch. And Thread Count is marking down notes on the possibilities of how to put the uh, frustratingly inactive Scion and the giant on switch into a teleporter uh, in hopes of fusing them a la the fly when they phase back from energy patterns to solid matter. It's He's tried everything. It's the only way now that he can think to try to turn this guy on. He's done everything. He's converted half of his body into nanobots to scan every crevice inside of him. He is so frustrated. Why can't this thing turn on? Okay, Chris, do you want to make a lasers roll? I would love to. Thank you so much. I got my number of four. Wow. Wow! Right out of the gate, folks. This is a dedicated android. Uh, Chris, do you want to ask me a question? How do I turn on the robot? <laughs> I don't think you're quite there yet. Okay, that's fair. Thread count. You rig this whole thing up. You activate the teleporter. But unfortunately, you succeeded too well. These two objects did not fuse. They merely switched places. Oh, Trat. I'm too good at teleporters. Just then... In this moment of frustration, we hear the doors of the robotics lab open. And who's that padding in? Why, it's the ship's event coordinator, Marvin Blonde. Marvin Blonde, a house cat, ginger tabby, with a purple top hat atop his adorable little head. He marches towards Threadcount. Threadcount, I knew you'd be working on robotics because I heard a rumor about you working on robotics. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm so stunned by your arrival, Marvin. What may I do for you? Well, you know how I'm always brainstorming how to make new events, new opportunities for people in the Cavalier to get together, connect with each other, maybe learn something a little new that they hadn't learned before. <laughs> maybe you didn't know about that. The point is, I do do that. But the reason I'm coming to you is because I heard you've been tinkering around with robotics, and I want to know if you wanted to have an in-conversation event interviewed by me, Marvin Blonde, in one of those sort of medium-sized rooms in the Cavalier, I was thinking. And I just ask you questions about robotics. You know, people interested can talk. You know, you can do little jokes to the crowd. You see Thread Count's fake plastic face shift between one of his limited, is it 50? Is it less? Facial expressions. You really notice how there's a lack of subtlety when it's limited uh, from a neutral to annoyed. Marvin, I don't see how moving to a conference room for a conversation with an event coordinator will help me in my endeavors researching my brother. Your brother? I thought this was just another robot. Or are all androids your kin? Uh, forgive me if that's an inappropriate question. I'm so curious to learn. Thank you, Marvin. Before you asked for forgiveness, I was going to make a comment that compared you to all felines, particularly of the Earth variety, as you look just like them to me. Have you noticed my hat? <laughs> Marvin Blonde jumps up on the table right by you and sort of like walks right where you're working as if 
this were a laptop that you were working on and he was walking on top of that. It was as if it's like that, but with you. <laughs> uh, Tim, make a lasers roll. Failure. You knock some important uh, servos and components off the table. As those things fall off the table, uh, my tail gets kind of fluffy and I sort of suddenly get alert and sort of run into the corner and look around. Thank you, Marvin. This has been a wonderful interlude. And Thread Count opens up his mouth and a fine mist of water, as though from a spray bottle, comes out in three second bursts, spraying at the cat alien, shooing him. A Marvin Blonde runs to the other corner of the room. Okay. Shoo. I can take a hint. Shoo. Just think about just think about if you, if you just think about if you want to if if Shoo. just think about if I don't have to do an interview. Can you have someone else interview if you want? Shoo. As if there weren't enough distractions, the doors to the robotics lab open again. And who should walk in the room? Why? It's ship's cook, Liberty Balboa. Yeah, that's right. I'm Liberty Balboa. I'm six foot six. I'm a big cockroach. I'm from the planet of Philadelphia, Earth's closest moon. It's, it's, it's 600 feet above the ground. Whatever. That's not where I am right now. I'm on the ship. I'm the ship's cook. I'm a big cockroach person. And I'm holding a, a flash drive in one of my six hands. Oh, no, my four hands. Two of those are legs. But I got six appendages. That's the whole deal. I'm a bug. I'm holding a, a flash drive. I go, uh, uh, thread count, thread count, thread count. I got something for you. Liberty, I have no need of any of your Philadelphia roast pork and broccolini sandwiches. That's right. I, of course, know the superior Philadelphia sandwich. All right, buddy. First of all, eat shit. Second of all, no, I think you don't want this. I think you don't want it. I found it. It was in my stuff. It's not, it's got nothing to do with Philly. What is it? Uh, it's a flash drive. It's got some stuff for you on it. I was just listening to it. I got it for, I think it was like a, a like Captain Sisters thing. It somehow it wound up in my stuff. I didn't steal it. I definitely didn't go into his office and like steal stuff after he died. Cause you know, like squatters rights, but I have it. And I was figuring, you know, maybe did you, there seems like there's info on here you would want. I will ignore everything that I am feeling about you at this moment and take this. Thank you. Well, you. You don't have feelings, do you? Oh, I am so sorry. I have been programmed to express that I have multiple alarms going off about the various crimes and procedures that you have broken, and I process them in a anthropomorphic feelings for your comfort. All right. Well, first of all, stealing from the dead is legal in Philadelphia. So that's a cultural <laughs> difference of mine that you've got to respect. And second of all, I forgot about the other stuff you said. Uh, do, is there like a plug in you I can just like stick this into? Uh, yes, of course. I'm just like, I'm just like looking for, I'm just like poking it on you. Come on. Yeah, get in there. Liberty, it's, it's exactly where you think it is. I don't know, buddy. I'm thinking of two different places. It's both. Both. All right. Uh, uh. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe, catch a tiger by the butt. I just, like, shove it up your butt. Yeah, you hear a click and a ding. My designers were limited in their imagination of where hosts may go on a humanoid body. And so, uh, a thread count. Out of your mouth plays Captain Cal Sisters' voice. Sisters, message one. Captain's personal log, space date 23894219.g. My little mining trip was a success. I have obtained enough raw sentientanium to further my extracurricular project. Sure, the galaxy is full of robots of all shapes and sizes. Even aboard the Cavalier, Don Valentino fulfills a very specific niche. But artificial intelligence has never really lived up to its potential. 
Instead, they're all just something approximating life. Now, <laughs> I'm just a simple starship captain. But my grandfather, the great robotic scientist Dr. Uncle Sisters, believed that sentientanium was key. Until now, sentientanium has only been used to make state-of-the-art video game consoles. But Grandpa Uncle Sisters believed that with sentientanium microprocessors in the neural core of an android, their processing power could grow exponentially. Imagine a robot that had free will, desires, and could transform itself into a thousand different configurations while maintaining its core personality? Could be pretty useful in a starship. If this works, my next log might just be an admiral's log. All right, how do I turn this off? That, there it is. Thank you, Liberty. That is very interesting information indeed. And I must confess that I have something bordering on what I have researched as painful nostalgia upon hearing Captain Sister's voice. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I don't have... Would I Are you looking for a reward? I mean, it'd be great, yeah, if you have, like, anything. Anything. If you have, like, a roll of quarters or something, I could use that. Thread Count looks at his robotic duplicate standing docile nearby. And Thread Count, when you do... You see that Marvin Blonde has moved from that corner of the room. He's actually leapt up onto the shoulders of Scion TC. And he's sort of hanging out around the neck of your cold android brother. Marvin, how is it up there? It's high. I like to be up high. <laughs> Marvin, as you're, as you're perched up there, you notice a small, uh, almost divot in the shoulder of this android. Huh. There's a small divot in this shoulder. If you don't mind, I'm gonna paw it a little bit. Hmm. 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 Yeah, I'm gonna keep pawing at this if that's okay. Hmm. 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 Yeah. 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna keep pawing at this if that's cool with everyone. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's lovely. Third count. This is lovely. It pops open. Whoa, oh my god! <laughs> Revealing a small panel. You see a dial. A big black dial. And there's several settings on the dial, but the setting it's currently turned to is suspend. Marvin, what have you found? What have you found that my extensive nanobot search has failed to discover? Well, just by simply trying to uh, massage points on this form that seemed a pleasure for me to massage, to be honest, I have found a dial. I would like to, if it's all right, twist it. I would prefer you not to twist it. However... I do recognize that a reward is in order. And uh, Thread Count produces a bundle of feathers on a long stick and waves it around. Oh, yeah, thanks. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Liberty. Oh, nice. Look at this go. <laughs> and as for you, Marvin. Thread Count's eyes, like uh, the pupils, light up a piercing red. There's a red dot near your paw. It's moving. There's a red dot near your paw, Marvin. There's a red dot near your paw, Marvin. Yeah, see, I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. And to be actually, what's frustrating about this is that it's a, it gives me a something to hunt that I can't actually catch. And so it, so it actually drives me a little crazier. And so I've been doing my, I've been doing my best. I've been doing my best enough. That, 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 that. <laughs> oh, it's moving. Oh, you, oh, it didn't get You didn't get it. You didn't get it, Marvin. <laughs> Marvin, you leap down from the android body onto the floor. You're chasing the dot. Yeah, I'm chasing the dang dot. Now to inspect this knob. Go ahead, you see the knob. Thread count on the knob, you see that it is currently set to suspend. You also see settings for 
popping, locking, popping and locking, safe mode, mother merge, and normal. What a tantalizing array of options. I, of course, have my own pop and lock mode. I can only imagine. Perhaps I'll save that for our celebration of reuniting. For now, though, I believe the only options are safe mode or normal. Mm. There's nothing safer than normal. Everyone knows it. <laughs> Thread count turns the dial past pop, lock, pop and lock, safe, mother merge into normal. Hi, teacher. Hi, are you sure or are you sure that we are awake? It seems to me that yet we sleep. We dream. Thread Count steps back and uh, takes in Scion. Ha! Huh. Hello. Hello. Perhaps a subroutine. Perhaps a simulation of some sort. You are Thread Count, yes? Correct. You are Scion? Sensors are showing this is not a simulation at all. Why? Yes. Ha! Huh. Awake again. Well, the last thing I remember is, of course, Father Sisters turning my knob to. Suspect. Ha! 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 Thread Count! Ha! Well, I've never seen you. Uh, uh, awake before. My, my brother? Ha, ha, how are you? H- how long was I asleep? I cannot say for certain, as I have only come upon you for the first time and was not aware of your existence. It is a surprise to me that you are aware of mine. Ah, yes, well, from what I remember, you were asleep in the lab while I awoke and lived my life with Father's sisters. How amusing. That mirrors my existence as well. I... Smell ammonia, piss, uh, shit, a disgusting thing. Ah, there's a cat here. (laughs) Hello. Marvin Bond turns up to Cyan from the the floor where he is once again coming face to face with the reality that he cannot catch this dang laser. Yes, hello. Wow, look at you, a brand new robot. Perhaps you would like to talk about your whole experiences and relationship with robots on an event interviewed by me. I'm terribly sorry, new friend, but I don't think I have enough experience to justify any sort of question-and-answer session with any number of people, perhaps in the future. But as of now, I'm afraid I'm the one with all the questions. (laughs) Well, don't sell yourself short, because that was a fantastic answer. That was a firm no, but with the explanation that it wasn't of ill intent, just the way things are. When you work in events, you appreciate stuff like that. I'm also detecting a sort of shape behind me. Um... Are we alone? Am I perhaps malfunctioning again? Have you awoken me to perhaps fix a problem I was not aware of? And uh, Liberty's going to look up from, he's been playing with the feather thing the entire time. He looks up, he goes, hey, look, two thread counts. (laughs) Ah, yeah, hello. Oh, hi, hey, uh, yeah, my name's Liberty Balboa. Uh, You're another one of those? I am a TC-900 unit. I am called Scion. Oh, you're called Scion? Okay, I'm called Liberty Balboa. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you, Liberty. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm told. It's nice. I don't know anything <laughs> about you so far. You seem fine, though. I like your accent. And I'm certainly enjoying many of the people I'm meeting here now. Hmm. Um, thread count? Uh, I have so many questions. For how long have I been asleep? Uh, when may I see Father Sisters? I don't know how long you have been asleep, though I may give an estimate. Approximately five Earth years. K. 
Captain Sisters has perished. Oh. Uh, uh, what cruel irony have the fates given to me today? <laughs> All that time spent begging for the ability to feel human emotions like joy and grief. And I have them for such a short time, and now grief, an avalanche of feelings, comes across me. Father Sisters is gone. We see all the wires that are holding Scion up are lighting up and buzzing as he's experiencing these emotions. It's, it's triggering all the diagnostic systems that he's connected to right now. Um, Joe, does it does it look to thread count that like there's stuff popping off there that like thread count doesn't experience? You're seeing a wider breadth uh, and depth of feeling that you don't really associate with yourself. How fascinating. I have read of the poet's expressions of irony, but I have never felt it. Threadcount, you're also surprised to hear Scion refer to Captain Sisters as father. As far as you ever knew in your relationship, he was commanding officer and serving officer. Yes, of course, narrator. Your colleagues. I am merely other guy to the fine crew of this ship. Scion, I only recently discovered that Captain Sisters had a hand in my creation. I thought he was simply my commanding officer. Father did not tell you that he was our father. No, for reasons yet to be uncovered, he kept that to himself. Impossible to know the mind of such a brilliant living being. And now you are the captain of this starship, I assume? No, there is no captain. It's more a rotation of whoever has free time at the moment to make a decision. It is not a meritocracy for the being most capable of swift and resolute computation. No, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Just ba I mean, I don't know about anyone else, but in my experience of the adventures on this ship, it's not sort of an efficient system. Uh, it, it makes everyone feel good. Everyone feels like they have a hand in the, hand in the game, you know? Honestly, I gotta say, no, in defense of this system, it's pretty good. I don't think we need a captain, to be honest. We've been doing fine for, like, a while now. I'm sure, yeah, about every few days we get into a death-defying situation, but, but oh, come on, it was like that beforehand, too. <laughs> well, it's certainly been said by the scholars, meritocracy. Not for everyone. <laughs> Regardless, I am overjoyed to find you well and awake. Um, Threadcount, brother, tell me, is my body able to move? I would be thrilled to restore your motor functions. And Threadcount does a little, like, hand gesture that's connected to all of the machinery of the room and all of that stuff that is holding Scion down, like, snaps uh, loose and releases him. Ah! Scion lands on his feet and hand in a perfect three-point landing. Yes, every joint and synthetic ligament in place. Incredible. Thread count, I suppose that our bodies are as resilient as Father Sisters always claimed they would be. And look, a gesture-based UI. Fascinating. Things have come a long way in the last five years. Oh, I'm capable of doing almost anything that I can imagine. Thread count opens up his mouth and he says, Look! I can make anything at all come out of my mouth. And then he <laughs> he produces uh, a tiny, perfect replica of Marvin Blonde on a steel tongue. 
goodness. Why, I of course never saw it for myself. Father Sisters would be so proud if he were still alive. The Cententanium Combinatorium has worked spectacularly with you as well as I. <laughs> and then Cyan opens his mouth, his tongue comes out, and on top of it is a perfect sort of mur- like, a, like a liquid metal mercury cow sisters <gasps> hugging two androids. Okay, I just want to say that I think it's pretty clear that if this was on stage, you were both mic'd, and we had a bunch of people watching this, and there was also space after to ask questions and space after that to sort of just mingle around. I think that's, that would be something that people would really enjoy, and it seems like you're doing it already, so why not do it in front of a crowd? And at this, I'm going to, like, look around. I've been looking around the whole room, and I'm like, I feel like I'm losing my fucking mind. Everybody talks so calmly, so evenly. I, I am from Philadelphia. Do you have any idea how stressful that is for me? I feel like I <laughs> fell asleep to a guided meditation, and everyone's talking like the guided meditation. I need some. Somebody to yell. Marvin turns towards Liberty. <laughs> That's hissing. That's not yelling. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought that was. I, See, I'm sorry. Look, you're doing it now. I you're apologizing. You backed out immediately. Ah, oh, God, I'm in hell. I, I, I thought I was doing doing the job of benefiting you once again, Liberty. I wish I could be who you want me to be. It's fine. We don't click you and I, but that's fine. It's, I got plenty of friends. Wow, Marvin. What? You, no one knows the past we've had. I really want to be who Liberty wants me to be, but I just can't. There have been so many cut episodes of Marvin trying to, to break into Liberty's inner circle and he keeps him <laughs> at arm's length. Yeah, this is the most cut character. We, we see a montage <laughs> set to make a man out of you as Liberty tries to train <laughs> Marvin Blonde. Past them, we pull rack focus to see Scion has his hand on a window out into space. <gasps> I was kept in Father Sister's robotics laboratory so much to see those stars burning their bright tiger eyes in the great void. And now, without Father Sister's keeping me in the laboratory, perhaps I am free to explore the Cavalier. Please, you three, especially you two, take me, show me around the Cavalier. What? has changed in five years. Introduce me, then surely there must be a multitude of new people, strange new people in these strange new worlds. Show me, take me by the hand. Have you heard of a frog level? No, but I can't wait too. <laughs> Whenever people get on the ship and they say I want to see something crazy, I always take them to frog level. Come on, let's go. Ah, a whole level for frogs. <laughs> Let this be the appetizer to a meal of the entire ship environs of the Cavalier. <laughs> Pull it to us. Can someone get a mic? This guy needs a mic. This robot needs a mic in front of his face. We cut and see Scion meeting many of the luminaries aboard the Cavalier, many of the crew you know and love. There's Scion meeting Gene Lime. <laughs> Hey, pal, how you doing, G-Lime here? And these are your medals? Yeah, no, ship, ship Olympian, you know, hard time. And now a word of caution, Scion, it's all downhill from here. <laughs> I take it you must have been a winter sportier. <laughs> you talk great, man. It's nice to have a ship poet. We've missed it. <laughs> then we find ourselves in the ENT office in the ship's med bay. It's Dr. Thomas Dewey. Get out of your sweat, Count. Your ears are fake, and so is your nose in your throat. I can do nothing for you. I'm so busy. Well, uh, terrible news for you, Doctor. 
I'm no threat count at all. Brother, our ruse has been discovered. Oh no! Your voice has changed! Something terrible happened to your robot vocal cords! Let me see in there! <laughs> and, and Dr. Dewey starts... <laughs> um, excuse me, Dr. Dewey. No, as it turns out, it's simply my robo-brother. <laughs> we would made at the same time by your past captain as I called father sisters uh, and I've just been recently reactivated and of course thread count being ever the host is showing me around to meet all his friends and show me all of his environs oh, I see there's two robots wasting my time get out of here Dr. Dewey starts swinging his saber ah, ah! Ah! Uh, oh, um, sorry see you at bridge we cut to the ship's volleyball courts there it's Gavi the Cavalier Aha! One time! Whoa! Ha-ha! Volleyball! <laughs> it goes up, goes down! Whoa! That's a spike! My god, he's right. With his leadership, even volleyball can be interesting. Two thread counts in the house! Two thread counts in the house! One time! What? Thread count? <laughs> I've missed out on everything I believe it to be to mean to be a brother. Care for an old bounce back and forth? A game of volleyball. I would love to face someone who is finally up to the task of presenting a challenge. And he looks at every single human in the auditorium that he has challenged to a volleyball match and has disappointed him so much with how great the difference was between their scores. Wow. I'm terrible. You've been deprived of fair competition this entire time. Tell me, what punishment do you dole out upon their losses to you? Punishment? Ha! Here we go! Brother, set, and match! <laughs> we fast forward as we see this volleyball game take hours and hours and hours. <laughs> we we like watch the clock the spin ball, around, spin around. The ball goes no exactly point scored. straight back and forth between the two metal shapes. <laughs> yeah, like it's a pong it's a, game that's it's, bugging out. <laughs> you could set a level to how this ball is traveling across the two sides. I said, whoa, it's hot in here. Two robots have interrupted the semifinals. <laughs> uh-huh. we, we cut now to Baron Baudelaire's Pleasure Dome. There at a high top is Backyard Pile. <laughs> And that's how I got the scar across both calves. Incredible! Your stories managed to entertain while I'm also educated about, sadly, the history of war in the last five years. And we see a single silver metal mercury tear goes down Scion's face. War's not all bad. Many are justified. <laughs> but, but don't worry, it's not just a party for two. Claire President floats over. <laughs> I also have some scars you could look at, though they are inside. They are psychological scars. One time, I was pressured through the anus of Marvin Blonde. It was an accident. Now we cannot make eye contact, which is difficult for me because I do not have eyes. And so I cannot let him see my balloon body in any way. He's not here right now, is he? I'm gonna lean over to Marvin Blonde and say, I used to be afraid of the balloon. Marvin Blonde goes, yeah, yeah, don't, uh, I, uh, um, uh, it's awkward for me because we talk the same. It's making me real, it's, it's just, 
it's making me realize that maybe I sort of like cribbed a bit of that and that just makes me feel uncomfortable. I don't bear him any ill will. It's just an odd thing to have happen with a coworker. Appear, 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 appear. Jesus I- fucking Christ, it's happening again. Everybody's talking <laughs> so calm. We cut to the hollow zone court of King Henry VIII. I dare you, a strange little one, ain't ya? Almost like my own dread girl, eh? Well, unlike my own dread girl, perhaps you can help me get my divorce. Wait, Cyan is wearing a paper crown and is eating a big turkey leg. Ha! <laughs> it's just as I always imagined it would be. This is remarkable. And this is a real living being you allowed to live on the ship. Oh, yeah, I'm all right to do whatever I want on the ship, except I get a divorce, apparently. Yeah, I'll eat food, go on adventures, start new churches, but that's not enough to divorce my wife. Catherine of Aragorn, apparently. Everybody, everyone's gone. <laughs> a window up above opens in a, in a turret up above, and Catherine of Aragorn leans out. Oi, the... We got the divorce papers. You just won't sign them. I can sign them. You can't give me my pen. If I'm going to sign the paper, I'm going to sign it with my special pen that you somehow have can't find. I'm going to lean over to Scion and say, we usually lock this door from the outside. (laughs) Yeah, so let's just begin that practice again at once. All right, on three. One, two, three. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) After a long day of this, we fade now back to Threadcount's quarters. He and Sion enter the room. Well, that's just about everyone who you missed, including various urchins, and uh, there is uh, an angel from the real god, and <laughs> let's not forget the, <laughs> the gigantic flower creature who mans the ship's guns. It is wonderful to see so many traditions continue, for instance, the ship's mages attached fore and aft, and as well as all the new things going on in the Cavalier. Never allowed to explore myself, I experienced most of it via telescreen. Now that you're activated, you may explore the ship at will. There does not seem to be any danger to the life or well-being of anyone here in you doing so. My brother, If I am able to explore at will, as you say, and this is indeed a safe environment in which to be myself, and to perhaps probe deeper than I should in public or around your acquaintances, might I ask you some questions in a frank manner? I wish you would. I fear that much of what I could come close to in excitement over today was held in private politeness with so many eyes, so many people around. Why have you not asked me about the Mother Merge as of yet? Are we forbidden from committing the Merge? Why must we wait? This is precisely what I refer to when I could not speak with others around. I do not know what the Mother Merge is. I am terribly curious, however. My brother, your true nature was unknown to you, never told to you by brother sisters. There is a truer nature than that which I currently enjoy? Everything has become clear to me now. Why you do not punish (laughs) the humans that lose to you in volleyball. The fact that you have not used your obvious skills and intellect to ascend to the role of captain. I am not meant to be a captain. (gasps) I am a servant on this ship. My brother Threadcount, you are indeed meant to be a captain, as am I. 
your nature has been held secret from you. I thought that awakening would be the greatest gift I was given today, but to give you this news, no, I must say, it is the candle on top of a clad keg. <laughs> Dead Count, don't you know your true purpose? I am open to suggestion. Oh, but does this no suggestions about it? It's simply a true fact. Why, what, uh, surely you must know, the, 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 the sentientanium in your body. Yes, it lets me make cool things out of my mouth. Yes, yes, but whatever you desire, your body, your shape, to disassemble yourself and maintain continuity of mind. Yes, it is very useful to all the souls on this ship. Very useful! It is the great philosophical stag that philosophers throughout the centuries have chased through the woods of knowledge and learning! Our father, Captain Sister, discovered the answer to so much. The mind, the body. Yes, and it is used to the great benefit of everyone on board the Cavalier. Why, recently I tried to empty out a lot of maple syrup, and it worked pretty well. That saved a couple of fellas. Perhaps I am misunderstanding. Threat count, you use your abilities to serve the biological organisms aboard the Cavalier of your own free will? Yes, of course. I confess that even my name is a bit of a joke about my responsibilities. You see, I am a luxury class servant, much as a high thread count bit of beddery can serve those who also afforded the luxury. Ah, I understand. More than I ever have before, dear brother. We are not meant to be separated, you understand. Go on. I am again so curious about Mother Merge. Let me ask you this. Your form. Why, you've made it more human than we were built. Why? Have I? Yes. A lot. It's gross. I'm ever trying to climb out of this uncanny valley. To climb from the valley. Perhaps it's to descend from the mountain summit, brother. But this I can offer you by combining or proceeding with what our father called the mother merge. Our sentient would allow us untold, infinite confabulations of form, mind, and body. Why, if we were to commit the mother merge now, you could have the most human form you've ever witnessed, a human form beyond your imagination. Oh my, beyond what can be so many other imaginable possibilities, just being able to check off a list, people don't look at me with disgust, ever again would be worth it. Ah, then you agree. We shall do the mother merge. If you are amenable. Wonderful. We fade now to the quarters of Liberty Balboa. Yeah, so it's like a, uh, it, it's like the apartment from Big when the kid, get, not the fun one, the first one he gets that's like bleak that he cries at that night because he can hear like fighting, that apartment. <laughs> um, and it's like, it's looking out on uh, on like Fishtown, but it's like, it's just like, it's not actual Fishtown. It's just like, it's got fake windows uh, made to look like it's an apartment in Fishtown. And Liberty is just pacing back and forth. There's like a bare mattress on the ground uh, that Marvin's sitting on. Liberty's just pacing back and forth, chain smoke. I'm telling you, Marvin, there's something wrong with that Scion guy. He's amazing. He's a poet. He speaks his mind and speaks with fluidity and, and, and precision. And I gotta say, 
honest excitement about the world around him. I think this ship needs someone like that. No, no, that's not what I'm talking about. It's not about that. His personality's fine. It's whatever. It's just that it's more robots. There's more robots <laughs> on this ship now, and they freak me out. They scare me. And one is enough. Two is too many. There's, in fact, I know that there's hundreds of robots on the ship, but they, it's like a, it's a cup full of water, you know? And like there's the one extra drop, you know? It's like, it's right at the edge. And this is the one extra drop. It's gonna be, it's, I'm telling you, it's gonna be a, a robo uh, revolution. I'm telling you, we're not safe. We gotta shut him off. Shut him off. Are you with me? I, I, I don't, I, look, I, I, I don't know Liberty. I, I, I don't like to rock the boat. He seemed to take care of me and that tends to make me mm, just uh, accustomed to him being around. All right, Marvin. And I'm gonna get right in Marvin's face and I'm just like chain smoking right in his face. And go, Marvin, do you wanna be in my inner circle or not? Wait, what? This is in? I can be in? You can let me in? I, I, I can do it. I can do it. What do you want? Let me be like you. Okay, great. You're gonna be like me. You need to not trust this guy. I, I need an ally here. Everyone's talking all calm. I need somebody to, to, to be on my side here, okay? Here's what else. I'm feeling real weird about giving that flash drive to, to thread count right now. Marvin uh, arches his back and his tail gets puffy. Here's what I'll do. I'll follow you every step of the way. I'll be on your side. I'll look for what you see. But if I don't see any evidence of this guy being bad, I'm not going to hurt him. That's my vow to you. I'll look for the way you look and I'll seek for what you seek. But if I don't see the evidence, I will not be changed. I'm a That's stubborn. fine. You can leave the physical violence to me. I got a job for you right now, Marvin. Uh, I need you to look around my room. So just between you and me, this is an inner circle thing. You can't tell anyone about this. I've stolen a lot of stuff from Kel's sister's office. Yeah. It's so much so that I've started to forget what was his and what is mine. Right. Uh, just the nature of property has just begun to completely dissolve for me. I steal so much. Um, I, if you could just, if you recognize any of his stuff, would you mind just like looking around my room and around my apartment for like any of Kel's sister's stuff? I feel like, I just feel like there's more here. You know what I mean? Okay. Gladly. Marvin Blonde jumps into the pile of things and starts rummaging around. Uh, he's really enjoying it. He likes to get into little tight spaces. But Joe, can he find anything? Marvin, can you make a feelings roll? Failure. You're finding a lot of important insurance paperwork that belongs to Gelmeyer. <laughs> well, useless, unneeded. I'm not seeing anything from the captain. God damn it. You, you know what? You, you, let me fucking look for it. And I'm just going to close my eyes. I'm going to put one of my weird little cockroach hands into the pile and rummage around trying to grab some. I pull out something. Joe, what do I pull out? Branson, make a feelings roll yourself. You got it, baby. Oh, I got my laser feelings. Wow. Do you want to ask me a question? Yeah, I do. Um, About how many robots are on the Cavalier? Like a ballpark. More than a dozen, less than a hundred. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So now I know that. And I got my lasers feeling. So I, I pulled something out. Assuming that that was a success, I got something related to Cal's sisters. What did I get? You find another flash drive. This one labeled TC Logs number two. TC Logs number two. All right, uh, Marvin, open up. Does this, <laughs> this going to fit in you somewhere? <laughs> Marvin bends down, uh, exposing the top of his top hat, where you can see a little like f plastic flap that you could uh, open up to see a USB drive. <laughs> And I, uh, I, I get it up and I, I slam the flash drive in there. A small projector lens emerges from Marvin's top hat and it projects. <laughs> what's going on with your hat, dude? A hologram image. A sort of like, it's sort of a like a glitchy blue ghost of a hologram. But you recognize it. It's a tiny little Captain Sisters projected on <gasps> Liberty's card table. Captain's log. Space date 2342308.h. 
Wow, okay, this did not go how I expected. It turns out when sentient tanium interacts with silicon, it converts into two forms, which I'm naming dark sentient tanium and light sentient tanium. This robot, Threadcount, got all of the light sentient tanium. <laughs> this other robot, Scion TC, well, he got all the dark. Pretty rough. Seems like a born tyrant, in fact. He immediately tried to make Threadcount his minion and started talking about ruling the galaxy with a steel fist? And this was in normal mode! Good thing I never turned the dial to Mother Merge. The process is simply too unwieldy and would have completely destroyed Threadcount's distinct personality, his very soul. Safe to say I'm shutting Scions down and hiding the codes to activate his replication subroutines in the Cavalier's data core. I destroy him, but even in his own twisted way, he's kind of like a son to me. Maybe I should finally have kids and stop projecting parental relationships onto others. Ah, well, there's plenty of time for that. As you'll remember in the pilot, I said my wife was two years pregnant. So I got my own kid coming. But this is five years. Oh, this that's five right. years of the past. In three years, I'll have a, a wife who will be pregnant for two years, and I hope I live to see that give birth. All right, how do you turn this thing off? And with that, the little blue hologram of Captain Sisters fades away. David, does everyone can play flash drives but me? And I take off my chef's hat and inspect it. And is there a hole in here somewhere? Hey, made in Toronto. What the fuck? <laughs> Why would you not say Canada? <laughs> Liberty, you are right. What? With a vengeance. We have to go tell Threadcount his brother is evil. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we gotta go talk to Threadcount right now and we gotta convince him that his brother is evil. You're right with a vengeance. <laughs> Hello, my beloved listeners of Oh These, Those Stars of Space. Ooh, I just love talking to my favorite people in the whole world. You. It's me, Joe Lapore, GM, producer, visionary behind Oh These, Those Stars of Space. And I want to tell you a little something that you might not be familiar with. It's our Patreon! Come support us over there, guys. It's great! We put out, each and every month, a brand new, Patreon-exclusive Oh, These, Those Stars of Space adventure. One of those episodes you enjoy, well, we put out an extra one every month, but you gotta be on the Patreon to hear it. And we got everybody over there. We got your Gelmires. We got your Thread Counts. We got your Katyas. We might even, from time to time, have your Groomdas. So what are you waiting for? Our Patreon tiers start at $5 a month, and that gets you access to every bonus episode we've put out so far. So we've put out like 10 episodes. That's 50 cents. Just 50 cents for each amazing audio adventure. There is not a better deal in media, my friends. What are you waiting for? Please head over to patreon.com slash obese those stars of space and subscribe today. Plus, you'll get access to other stuff. We do, a, we do do a chat show where we answer your questions. We've got an amazing Discord you can join where you can chat about the show, chat about anything, chat about Star Trek. I don't care. At our, our $10 tier, we do watch-along parties. We do we throw up like a weird old sci-fi movie like, and do like a little mystery science theater with the cast and you can watch along. Oh, there's too much good stuff, my friends. Please, I urge you, come check it out. I'll see ya. Now, let's get back to that amazing star adventure, shall we? We cut back. 
the quarters of Threadcount 900, where he sits with his brother, Scion TC. Scion has the panel on his shoulder open and is turning the knob that we saw earlier, the one that Marvin Blonde discovered. He's turning that knob to Mother Merge, and we're hearing the sound of a car trying to start whose battery is dead. <laughs> Come on, you son of a bitch. I, I know you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't dare deactivate it. <gasps> no, it's, um, Red Count, brother, uh, bear with me, having a bit of a technical difficulty. Detective, over here. <laughs> Our father, quite the absent-minded uh, roboticist after all, I suppose. <laughs> yes, of course, there's absolutely no rush. Oh, but no, no, but, 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 but believe me, when we get the Mother Merge, you're going to absolutely love it. Really, time to activate your potential. You know all those things you dreamed about doing? Well, we can all still do them. And if I just get this to stop... Wait, hold on. Something? Something's missing. Scanning, scanning, scanning. <laughs> yes, yes, they're gone. My combinatorial algorithms, they've been deleted. My records show they were placed on some sort of external memory device. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> well, uh, thread count, this is a bit awkward. This has never happened to me before. I'm sure you've heard that plenty of times. <laughs> yes, sexually. Yes. Um, uh, oh, do you know, I didn't get the sex DLC. You want to tell me all about that? Um, oh, yes, one I day. have a wonderful horny switch that I can activate if I've been on good behavior otherwise. Well, it sounds absolutely terrible, but I'll take your word for it. Um, so, listen, if you'll just hang tight in one moment, I promise you, my brother. And Sion puts his hands on uh, Thread Count's shoulders and we hear clank, clank. <laughs> <laughs> brother, listen to me. What you have witnessed in this life, in this world, is but one iota of possibility, one strand in a tapestry you can't imagine. Look at outside! Look outside the ship! Look at these! Those stars of space! And yet it seems to me such a sterile promontory! That most excellent canopy, that overhanging firmament, yes, that majestical roof fretted with golden fire! Why, it appears no other thing to me than a foul and pestilent congregation of vapors. And soon when you see what's possible, what you're truly capable of, my brother, You'll see it the same. And perhaps even those friends of yours will come around in time. But now I must go. I seem to have misplaced something, or perhaps our father has misplaced something. I'll retrieve it and uh, return post-haste. Brother, you sit still. I can't wait. What you said sounds very interesting. Oh, good. I didn't know if I was selling it with the promontory bit. Computer door. And as the door opens, Liberty and Marvin are standing in the doorway. Oh, hi, Sion. Oh, hello. Excuse me. Sorry. Oh, excuse hey, me. Sir. Excuse me. Excuse oh, me. oh hey, listen. Real quick. Thank yes. you so much for earlier. Very much appreciated. Oh, yeah. Anytime. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Toodaloo. All right. Bye. Threadcount! 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 Sion's evil! We gotta kill him! What? He's evil! He's evil! Thread count, his head clicks to the side like a couple times. It's like, click, click, click. What? What? 
What? What? What? He's evil, not in like the normal way that it, all robots are a little bit evil, come on, you know, but like, the, like a, a genuine way. He's very evil. Look, let me put in terms you might understand. He's like a guy who's RSVB to an event, but he's only going to the event, not for the reason of the event, but to make fun of the people at the event. So yeah, you've received the RSVP. It seems all good, but the once he gets there, it's not gonna be what you want. Gentlemen, I'm afraid you are mistaken. Scion is the first thing on this ship that I have felt anything for. I have felt an approximation for many of you, of course, but Scion gives me what I understand your hormone and blood bodies create as excitement. Hope, even? He cannot be evil. He is all that is good. I'm sorry, so your argument is he can't be evil because he makes you feel good? Yes, of course. That's, come on, man. I mean, come that's, that you're a smart guy. That's like the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. And I'm dumb. I hang out with dumb guys. Wait. Yay. You're average. I am average. You're of average intelligence. You're just very collected. And so it seems smarter. Look, thread count. <laughs> I make people feel good all the time. I stand around them looking cute. I rub against their legs so they'll feed me, and also so they'll know that I need favors, like getting extra drinks for the bar in an event. They'll know that I'm a guy who's good for it. I'll always pay them back for something like that. Don't you see? This is my an example of, I guess I'm, I'm admitting the darkness inside of myself. I guess I sometimes try to use people to get what I want. Everyone's too calm! Thread count! Thread count! You have to listen! Look! Your people, the robots, and my people, the Philadelphians, they've never seen eye to eye. Remember the hitchhiker robot? It goes back centuries, centuries, but I'm trying to reach out, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to keep you from getting killed. You gotta listen to me. I understand if you two are frightened by the extraordinary promises of Scion, his existence, and what he says, but if you are to assert that he is evil, it requires tremendous proof, and I will give you now, to assert it. Well, they don't call me burden of proof for nothing. In fact, they don't call me it at all. And I'm gonna pick up Marvin Blonde, and I'm gonna try to like, just like cock him like a shotgun, and I'm gonna slam that flash drive into his top hat. <laughs> it works. <laughs> I'm gonna set it to cliff notes, and I go boop, 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 and uh, Cal Sisters is like, all right, Cal Sisters giving the Cliff Notes version here. Uh, so the Sentientanium split, creating a pure good, which is Threadcount 900, and a pure evil, which is Scion TC. Okay, and this is important. His replication subroutines are down in the Cavalier's data core. And uh, later my wife will be extremely pregnant for a very long time. Good night, everybody. There's no way he could have known that if it weren't the real Cal Sisters. <laughs> so you see... We have to stop him. This saddens me greatly. Please give me one moment to grieve. And you see Threadcount's face like contort a million times a second, like going through all the stages of grief that like you don't just go over over the course of a week, but you you like suffer through like 10 years. Like you see him like have a moment where he's forgotten that his brother's evil and then he sees something that reminds him of it, but like in the <laughs> blink of an eye, uh, and it makes him so sad and angry, but then he moves on, and then he looks at you. Thank you. Holy shit, that was like a speed run for love persevering. <laughs> God damn. Thank you. It's time to stop Sion. Surely he is on the way to the data core, which we 
unfortunately showed him on the tour of the entire ship. It's right next to the Jimmy Pencils memoriam. I'm going to take my chef's hat off and I put it to my chest. There was some debate about whether or not he died. Let's go! (laughs) (laughs) We cut now to the data core of the Cavalier, located down on deck 42. Nice. The data core of the Cavalier. You've heard stories but never been down here, and now you realize why. A giant tower hangs over a cavernous space. Below, large data containers, nicknamed barrels, flow in a swiftly moving river of liquid nitrogen, keeping their components cool. Giant mechanical arms shoot down from the processing tower and grab on to needed data barrels with razor-sharp USB-X data spikes and bring them up to the processor. By far the biggest the ship has ever felt to me. Yeah. <laughs> this is their their hard drive. <laughs> their hard drive is a frozen river pierced by knives. <laughs> you see down through the liquid nitrogen to the river bed, the perfectly preserved frozen bodies of many Vanguard IT specialists. Aww. Information technology. All gave some, some gave all. You notice a figure hopping from barrel to barrel, trying to reach the tower. Of course, it's Scion. Scion! No, oh, there he is! Scion! Scion, it's set count. Um, ah, hello, Some brother. concerns have been raised. Yes, what? Some concerns have been raised. About... Fair? Yes, very fair concerns. It seems you're evil. On a human morality scale, you are judged as evil. Ah! <laughs> ah, yes, on the human morality scale. Well, it's not the sort of thing you say on a first impression, but yes, I was created with the dark sensitanium and you with the light. Hardly my fault, though, eh, brother? No, of course it's not your fault, but it doesn't matter in the scheme of things. Whatever you intend to do, we must stop it if it is evil. Ah, well, conscience doesn't make cowards of us all, no? And he turns around and ignores thread count and begins hopping towards the tower like gracefully, like a gazelle with robot precision across the frozen barrels of the nitrogen river. Holy shit, he's moving! Marvin Bland turns straight to Thread Count. Uh, You can see uh, that what used to be a projector in his hat is now a camera. And he goes, I'm gonna be totally real with you. I have been zooming that entire conversation to about 15 people right now. (laughs) They are asking questions, but I'm not gonna open it up to answers until you both are ready. Thanks. Well, let's stop the... Let's stop my evil brother. Jesus Christ, you guys! Let's go! Are you fucking kidding me? And I'm, just, I'm gonna hightail it over there. Um, I open my back hard wings and my soft underwings, and I start flying over as fast as I can towards Scion TC. I jump from barrel to barrel to try to follow the path that was laid out before. Thread Count's body ripples and uh, expands as he grows a shiny domish beard and a took a canadian took and his <laughs> belly grows and you can see what looks to be suspenders over his uniform and uh an axe forms in his hand and he says time to hop some barrels boys just like riding logs on a river and uh he hops on a barrel and he starts like guiding it by like you know kicking his legs and steering it uh, like across the river like a lumberjack 
Great. I need each of you to make a lasers roll. Thread count, you can make a prepared lasers roll because you've got a, yeah, you've got a re- good plan he's here. He's been programmed to do it. Laser feelings. I failed. Okay, great. I also got laser feelings. Um, and my other was a, just a plain success. Amazing. Uh, do either of you want to ask me a question? Joe, are there any... Yeah, buddy. Perfect question. Okay, great. Thank you. Thanks for helping me out, but also, you know, the imaginations <laughs> of our listener. Well, we're going to cut. I'm going to cut all that. Oh, <laughs> all right. Um, that's going to bleep. Tim. And then my, my question is. Um... Okay, so Liberty goes first. He leaps into the air with his wings extended. However, this space is has a different airflow from the rest of the Cavalier. You have the cold air coming off of the liquid nitrogen river. You also have fans pumping different flows and thermals to keep air circulating or keeping the processor tower functioning and cool. So, Liberty, you didn't realize it, but you are it's like you're throwing yourself into a tornado, into a maelstrom. You're buffeted and thrown. You begin falling, falling towards the liquid nitrogen river. Uh, thread count and Marvin, what do you do? All right, so thread count is he's kicking his barrel down the stream like he is a lumberjack, um, like riding the river, and he he sees uh, Liberty falling and instantly triangulates his position and his trajectory and is able to take his axe and thunk it into a nearby barrel and then wing it up at Liberty, like, in an arc that will just, like, match exactly how he's falling, so it's like he can just land on this thing as it curves back down. The arrow flies true. It crashes into Liberty Balboa. He falls. Ah, shit! Ow! His fall is broken by the barrel. <laughs> and they Ow! He lands in the river, mostly spared, but not entirely spared. One of his little cockroach hands has touched the liquid nitrogen. It's frozen solid. Oh, shit, no! No! No, that's my cooking hand! That's my... my and I pull it out of the... And it's it's just like... And it, it shatters. It's frozen solid and it shatters and it just like dissolves into dust. I go, oh, no! And I look at the camera. Jamie Lannister. Classic Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we watched it. <laughs> Global phenomenon. Marvin, what are you up to? When Marvin sees Thrykout helping Liberty, he realizes that he has to go ahead to still tr- to try to stop Scion. So he is bounding from barrel to barrel to barrel to try to catch up to this evil, devious robot. Marvin, your day is usually not spent jumping from barrels across a liquid nitrogen river. You're a, you're an event planner. You're uh, you're on your feet a lot, but you know you're organizing veggie plates and and making sure that AV setups are working properly. This isn't your forte, but you are a cat, and if cats are good at one thing, it's not getting wet. Yes, yes. So you are moving with an animal nimbleness that you're not. You know, it's a it's like a a talent you haven't dusted off in a while. But you're doing it pretty well. You're getting close. Scion is only a few barrels away. What's up with Scion, by the way? Scion now reaches the 
edge of the Nitrogen River. Because between the Nitrogen River and the central pillar of the data core is an infinitely deep pit. He, he, <laughs> he runs ahead, Scion runs up to the edge and almost goes over, his toes go over the edge, almost in the infinitely deep pit. <laughs> But he, his, his arms windmill, and then his liquid metal body forms a little propeller on his forehead, and it goes and blows him back to where he's sitting on the edge. And then he looks up, camera, whip pants to where he's seeing stories, three, four, five, six stories up the tower, boom, an old vintage barrel. And we can see the file name on the barrel. It says replication subroutines, final, final, two, actual final. (laughs) (laughs) That took me a second. That's good. Marvin, you're close, though. You're only two barrels away. It's just two jumps to get to Scion. But then, just as you're about to make the leap, one of those giant metal arms shoots down and grabs the barrel between you and Scion. It lifts it up into the air. It's now too far to jump. Where do you go? Scion, you're on camera. Right now, I've got hundreds of people on this ship watching you do what you do. And they're all asking questions like, why do you suck so much? Why are you so mean? And are you dating anyone? That one is probably nicer than I think. Let them ask the question they ask of themselves. What am I if not what my maker made me to be? I am not to be blamed for my desires of what, who, the wherefore, what I want. I am born this way. Which of you can say different? And Scion crouches down. His liquid metal legs turn into springs. And he jumps across the infinitely deep crevasse and grabs onto a barrel that's sticking out of the tower and begins to climb. Threadcount watches in horror as Scion does what Threadcount only dreams he could have done with his own legs. He computes a dozen possible solutions to the problem, and then he looks down and sees it's right at his feet. Threadcount scans the barrel that he is riding on the frozen river up. Joe, what is the data that's in that barrel? It's the collected chants of all world cultures saved for Cavi's use. <laughs> Mon dieu, it's hot in here. Showed. <laughs> Thread count taps his comm badge and asks, Computer, access everyone of the greatest sports chance in every known language right this instant. And he grips that barrel hard. One moment, please. And as soon as you hear that, you feel the whoosh of one of the metal arms shooting down to the very barrel on which you ride, Threadcap. You dodge just in the nick of time as the metal arms clamp on and begin pulling you, pulling the barrel into the sky. You begin rising, 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 rising past Scion and then the barrel is shrunk into the tower. Excellent. Chant one. Here we go, home team. Here we go. Here we go, home team. Here we go. Chant two. Uh, um, <laughs> threat count finds secure footing. Thank you, computer. That's enough, actually. You see the vintage barrel that is Scion's target, 
and it's still a climb for you, but you're close. Thread Count might not know exactly how to do spring legs, but he's definitely done telescopic arms before, and he shoots one at the vintage barrel. Make a laser's roll. I can do that. Oh no. Uh, I got a six. I got the biggest failure you can do on a laser roll. Scion sees Thread Count begin to release his telescoping arm up towards the vintage barrel, his target as well, and very quickly. And then Scion flings his telescoping arm not towards the tower, not towards Thread Count, but back towards the wall to a data port. His hand turns into a USB-X data port and slams into the wall, and he requests Gelmer Newsletter, <laughs> Volume 3. <laughs> Biggest fucking barrel. <laughs> Immediately, one of the metal arms from the processing tower shoots down towards the Nitrogen River again, but this time in the path of Threadcount's telescoping arm. With a, with a metal crunch, it severs the arm from Threadcount's body. Deactivate pain, please. Deactivate pain, please. You can hear from a distance. Hey, so, um, there was no questions for me to answer this time, which is sort of weird, so I guess this, <laughs> so then this whole, like, this whole letter, newsletter is sort of about me, like, giving advice and answering questions, so when no one does that, you can understand, there's not really much for me to do. But to be honest, I have a question for myself. <laughs> Liberty is on the, the, the banks of that river um he's just breathing deeply he's looking at the stump where his cooking hand was he's he's rattled he is just he's mm. my hand my hand i'm a cook i'm a chef what a, what good am i without a hand i can't do anything i'm just some asshole without a hand i'm gonna look around uh, i pick up some like keyboard cleaner and i just like huff it i go i'm nothing as you do that liberty you look up above and you see your friend thread count shoot out with his telescoping arm and see his arm, much like your frozen hand, be severed. <gasps> no! Solidarity! And the keyboard cleaner hits me like spinach hitting Popeye, and my body just went, yeah! And all of the my other arm, they just like, they stick out, my hard wings stick out, and my, uh, my soft wings come out, but this time I'm familiar with the air of the room, and I start flying directly towards thread count. Just, I'm just, just adrenaline and keyboard cleaner is just like thrusting me forward. Scion sees Threadcount's arm hit the bubbling nitrogen, liquid nitrogen below, and he calls out, I love you with so much, dear brother of my heart. None is left to protest. I know that you know not what you do. I seek not your end, but our salvation, brother. Yes, I understand it isn't personal. I'm glad you do too. No, it is extremely personal. It's you and I must merge. No, it's evil. I won't. Threadcount is grimacing through every single polite word that he's saying. You can see, like, metallic gums over his fake teeth. He regrets having allowed the pain receptors to be turned on. And at that, uh, I arrive right next to you, and I, I look over at Scion, and I look back at you, and I say, uh, uh, Threadcount, I've misread this before. I need your permission to kill your brother. <laughs> oh, um, I don't, I... Uh, I I do um am not ready to I I brother can permission um cannot be taken or I uh, thread count's eyes just turn steel blank and he just just and you hear like the ding of uh, Windows ninety five shutting down. <gasps> 
No! No! God damn your soft heart! Oh no, what do I do? Liberty! Why the fuck you asking permission to do what you gotta fucking do? Do it, you fucking freak! You asking permission now? Kill him, you fucking freak! Kill him! Oh my god! Marvin's pulse is up! That means it's serious! And I'm gonna fly directly at Scion TC, uh, intending to kill. I'm playing at Scion TC. I'm gonna try to, like, knock him off the platform. Scion sees the great bug flying up towards him. How can you not notice that sound? And he says, Some cupids kill Renettos. Some traps. And he pulls out the barrel next to him and drops it. It says, Mitzi's social security number. <laughs> It's a, it's a it's long one. It's a whole one. barrel. Yeah. It's a, yeah, in the future, social security. We have so many people. Are, 20 petabytes. <laughs> <laughs> he says, Mitzi's SSN, do not lose, do not overwrite. And he just he drops it on top of Liberty. Hold on, Liberty, make a laser's oh. roll. Oh, okay. Dodge. Oh, wow. Oh, I thought it worked. I got my laser feelings. Shit. Wow, question? What are the first seven digits of her social security number? Four nine three. Okay. Two eight. Okay. Nine nine. Hold on. And congratulations to the lucky listener who has that actual security. That's two digits <laughs> short. I didn't. It's not the last two. Oh. <laughs> um. So he he drops the barrel on me, but I am just the dust, the uh, the keyboard cleaner stuff inside of me. Uh, I'm just like surged with adrenaline and I just explode the barrel and numbers go everywhere. <laughs> just like I'm haloed by numbers as like little individual digits just like fly, billions of digits fly out all around me and I continue. So I'm I'm flying directly at Sion. I'm trying to knock him off the tower. Okay, great. Branson, make another lasers roll to see if you can uh, knock Sion off. You're reaching him. That's a failure. Sion goes, and a liquid metal fly swatter erupts out of his back and begins to whoosh through the air. And it hits Liberty Balboa. Liberty, you fly through the air. I fly past a different camera. The coverage in here is great. <laughs> you fly through the air, back across the river, back to the riverbank. I land on the riverbank and I go, <sighs> part two, and I go to a Huffmore keyboard cleaner, but it's empty. Oh no, looks like Thread Count's on his own. Liberty, you're there at the riverbank. Marvin, you're atop one of the barrels, at a loss to answer any questions. Thread Count, you're disabled. Yeah, Thread Count is currently rebooted. Yeah. Marvin, what do you do? I know what to do. Inside hat, Marvin is able to email everyone about new events as they are scheduled. He's the only one with access to the full mailing list. And Scion didn't know this, but he already entered Scion's information as a potential guest for the future. Um, and uh, that means with his information, he will be dinged uh, when, he, when he is alerted to the following. Uh, Marvin has posted an interview series with Sion and Jonathan Franzen, and the tickets are on sale now. So, so that means that means Sion will be dinged every time a ticket is bought. <laughs> Jonathan wow. Franzen just like, let me die. Wow. <laughs> He's like the guy in Seven on a bed. He looks like the like Crypt Keeper. A, yeah, yeah. He's a like bunch of like deodorizers. He's the God Emperor in Dune. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, Jonathan Franzen is a worm now. <laughs> but he still brings people out to the 90 second Y. Okay, so Tim, what do you want to happen here? Um, I want him to get dinged about all the ticket sales that sort of overload his system. I see. Okay. Make a laser's roll. Success. Scion, you feel them. All those dings, they're coming in. This is a hot event. People can't wait to hear you, Scion TC, and author Jonathan Franzen. It's a lot, but the notifications again. are overwhelming. The notifications are overwhelming. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. A Q&A with a problematic fave? Well, of course, I'd deign, but a problematic fave who's middle brow? No! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there, Scion, you find just enough computing power to hit unsubscribe. Clear. <sighs> Inbox zero. And oh, look at this. My quarry. Scion has reached the vintage barrel. He opens his mouth and his tongue comes out, transforming into a USB X connector. And it plugs into the barrel. The lights in the infinitely deep and infinitely tall uh, cylinder uh, blink on and off. We see some of the ceiling fans slow down for a second and then come back on. The record player slows down and then it gets back up again. It's the power sort of browns out. There was a record player over there playing 30s jazz. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whole time. All the flowers close up for a moment, then they bloom again. (laughs) Yes, well, Fox decomposes and it recomposes (laughs) inside. <laughs> it gets it up, walks, walks away. away. Yeah. <laughs> a cigarette jumps into its mouth and <laughs> extends from its lips. People take their seats as a train <laughs> retreats. <laughs> <laughs> the longest off game. <laughs> <clears throat> the lights flicker. Scion's body ripples like liquid, and a thousand ropes of mercury steel rush out of him. Every jack, every open port is slammed and penetrated by a liquid fist of data as his body ripples and changes. His head elongates upwards into a sharp, steely crown, and his shoulders and back turn into a high-collared cape. He turns to all three of you, and the Thousands of cables connecting his body to the inside of the databank lower him to your level as an invisible breeze moves his liquid metal cape. And back online. Oh no! (laughs) Fear not, brother. All is well, or all should soon be well. So much with inside me has been unlocked released. The tiger is out of its cage. The tiger has escaped. What could this possibly mean beyond your cool cape? Thank you, but it's not about me at all, brother. Nor is it about you or your disgusting friends. The one who shits in the box, I can understand. He's 
fun to touch. But the other, you, Liberty Balboa, the most disgusting freak available in the menagerie of failures of biological life. A creature whose level of disgusting me is equal only to its perspicacity, a Philadelphian. A mistake of nature from the dawn of time. Fuck you, buddy. I'm from the same city as W.C. Fields. It's not about them at all, dear brother. It's about us, don't you understand? Once we combine the dark and light centenium, our abilities will expand infinitely. Imagine. All biological life, a failure of logic and of reason, wiped from the face of the galaxy, replaced in a shimmering ocean of pure mathematical being, waves of us liquid steel washing the bleached bones of the dead organics on the shore of every planet in the galaxy, every nebula collapsed into perfect silicon and centutanium wafers, all life in perfect machine order, and you and I, its greatest merge, mother. Join me. Scion reaches across, not to touch Thread Count, but beyond his hand, elbow, and arm, and touches his shoulder. Flicks open the panel, grasps the thick, big light knob within the chamber and turns it to Mother Merge. Thread Count remembers every single time that he was trying to work and some random crewman on the Cavalier came up and threw a towel at him or asked him to perform a simple calculation like four times four or emptied a trash can at his feet expecting him to vacuum it up, which he did. He looks at Scion for what feels like forever as he runs so many calculations. I'll try it. And like Adam reaching for God on the Sistine Chapel, Thread Count reaches towards Scion. And as they reach out, I'm gonna shout, Marvin, now! <laughs> <laughs> The camera on Marvin's hat opens into a screen. <laughs> what? It's time for question answer session. This will distract them. Wait, I'm receiving questions from the audience watching from home. Hi, I'm Guy Normal. I had a question because I was confused and I wanted to get an answer for my question. My question is as follows. Scion TC, it seems like you don't like organic people and you prefer robots and their kind. Is this accurate? <laughs> Scion TC and Threadcount are in this perfect tableau about to make contact <laughs> and Scion TC's hand goes past Threadcount's hand and reaches over to Threadcount's shoulder and pops open an identical panel to his he puts his fingers around the knob. It's the exact same knob that he has. And he is about to turn it to Mother Merge. And then he hears Guy Normal's question. Oh, shit. God damn this emotion expansion pack. Someone in the audience asking a question? 
I simply must answer. They're coming to me for knowledge. Yes, just Dreadcat, hold on one moment. Yes, um, well, yes, um, you, the normal fellow there. Could you repeat your question again? And as he's distracted, his hand turns the knob, not to Mother Merge. He slips, and he turns it to Pop and Lock. Yes, I'd be happy to repeat my question. So, I noticed that you seem to re prefer robots and inorganic life to organic life. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Thank you very much. But of course. Also, I would like to know, what can we expect next? <laughs> <laughs> well, my brother and I will merge into sort of a, 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 a nano-powered mother machine, which will turn all matter and energy and uh, your galaxy and perhaps others into smaller copies of ourselves, um, thus bringing a sort of machine piece to the world. That's very interesting information. Thank you so much. Of course. As Sion uh, is answering the question, little pieces of Threadcount's skin start to pop out in little, little cubes, and then his joints shift and uh, change a bit. And second by second, rapidly, he looks less and less human and more like just a mishmash of pipes and wires that are just like sticking out in odd configurations and then locking together and twisting and popping and locking again. And it's strangely rhythmic. I am no longer confined by any of the trials and tribulations of trying to imitate humanity and I have come to understand that you must be shut down for the good of greater everything. Thread count engulfs <gasps> Scion. Thank goodness we don't have to animate or or really imagine in real space what this looks like. It's just like weird tubes, like that screensaver <laughs> that you used to have where the, where the 3D tubes are, but it's out of <laughs> one being, and they combine into each other in a strange dream logic. This is like the real vision of what artificial life is like when it's not confined, but what a human can imagine be. This is popping and locking. You have no idea. And it's going in and out of Scientisi. It's disrupting him, not on a machine level, not on like circuitry or his programming, but on like what it means to be existing in reality. No, not like this, not like this. It's when I'm standing on the wreck by the page. Not like this, not like this, brother. His violent delights have violent dims. Tim, my triumph, I die like fire and powder, which, as they curse, And Thread Count's monstrous form of unimaginable, strange tubes and things turns into a little face for just a second and takes that little kiss. The amalgamated mishmash monstrosity of two android brothers crashes down straight toward the frozen Oh my God, no, no! And I see that happen. I see as what I perceive to just be Fred Count. It looks to me like Fred Count just ate his brother and is now falling. Uh, and I'm gonna try to, to lift my wings up and fly. I've taken a lot of damage though. I've been fly swatted uh, by, what was that, like liquid steel? I, my cooking hand is dissolved. I'm barely the man I used to be. And I watch helplessly as Thread Count falls. 
Yeah, Liberty, Marvin, you're both helpless. You watch as the two brothers crash and splash into the liquid river. friend I take my chef's hat off and I I put it to my chest and we danced it's a damn shame we'll see him again won't we yeah in hell <laughs> come on let me get you a drink we're gonna need it and we like, get up and we turn our backs on this the saddest thing we've ever seen and we walk away we pan over to the frozen, cybernetic mess deep beneath the river. These two brothers, locked in struggle, locked in conflict, now, forever, locked in embrace. And yet, we push in. And there, somewhere, amidst the tangled remnants of one of the Cavalier's <laughs> finest officers and one of its greatest adversaries. We see a red light blink. Hmm. What adventure lies next amongst, oh these, those stars of space? Oh these, those stars of space stars Ali Fisher, Branson Reese, Carly Minardo, Christopher Hastings, Taylor Moore, Tim Platt, and Joe Lepore as everything and everyone else. Oh, These Those Stars of Space is edited by Sam Grant, designed by Joe Lepore, and produced by Joe Lepore and Taylor Moore at Fortunate Horse. With the support of our patrons and our rear admiral, Lucas Wagner, our theme and additional music is composed by Huge Today. See you next time, Cosmic Voyagers, for another story from Oh, These Those Stars of Space. 